Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way, Jeff Howe with you. A little cleanup from hour number one. Uh, our our friend Ice Cream Maine says, did y'all see the Uber Eats delivery courtside yesterday at a college game? Maybe, Craig, you should try that next road game. I did not see it. Jeff, you saw what happened in yep. Duquesne's game it in was the Duquesne, and I forget. Cameron, did you, did you see that clip, the Uber Eats driver wandering onto the basket, or the Uber Eats guy wandering onto the court during Is that the game? best delivery driver of all time? Dude, yeah, I would give that dude, forget like 15%, you're getting like 50 for that. Yeah, it, it makes you wonder, you know, doesn't it? Um, it was, I guess, the Duquesne-Loyola game last night, the Duquesne won 72-58. to So, uh, the Dukes, yeah. Uh, it says the game was briefly interrupted when a delivery person um, was uh, was trying to make a food delivery. Carrying a bag of food from, you ready for this, Cam? McDonald's. Oh, I was hoping it's going to be Bojangles, but McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's, which would have been, and what's your go-to again on McDonald's? What do you like? McDouble, uh, medium fry, vanilla milkshake. Vanilla milkshake. I thought you said a Sprite. No. No, no that's, uh, Ty likes the Sprites. Right, yeah. That's right. Uh, so McDouble, medium fry, vanilla shake. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, a delivery person walked on the court uh, and um, had a... Had some McDonald's with him. All right. So, so yeah, I didn't get to see it. I was obviously I was calling the women's game, so I didn't get a chance to see that. But that's that's worth looking at. Hey, I've got a list by the way of people that have shown up for the ceremony for the Golden Raspberries to accept their award. Yes, I've shown up for it. Uh, Paul Verhoeven showed up in 1996 to accept worst picture and worst director for Showgirls. Okay, anybody seen that Showgirls? Uh, Tom Green in 2002. If you're watching Showgirls, you're watching it for one reason and one reason only. Okay. Uh, for uh, Jesse Spano. Um, 2002, Tom Green showed up to accept his awards for Freddie Got Fingered for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Actor, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Screen Couple. Wow. We swept them at that point. Uh, Halle Berry showed up to accept hers for Catwoman for Worst Actress in 2004. Four, Sandra Bullock did it for Worst On-Screen Couple and Worst Actress for All About Steve in 2010. And then J. David Shapiro showed up to accept it for Battlefield Earth that same year, which Battlefield Earth was Worst Picture of the Decade for the 2000s. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Worst uh, Picture of the Decade. All right. Yeah, a little golden raspberries. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, John in the Bay said, by the way, he said, I saw it, Jeff, about that iceberg. 
breaking away from Antarctica. It that said the iceberg was the size of London. Yeah, man. London. Big. Mm-hmm. That's big. That's big. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I wonder if uh, a great uh, interview, Coach Vic, I wonder if he ever looks down the bench and sees a, a, a Gazella Ball and wants to uh, sub her in next year. Next year. Um, so Gisela will be there next year. The uh, Cedar Park Timberwolves have taken this year off to get completely healthy following her uh, surgery, and she'll be at Texas Longhorn next year. Hey, can I bring in Cameron real quick? Uh, bring him in. I, there's something that I, I, I saw it on the Twitter machine, but I didn't bother to you know go down a rabbit hole. What is all this Patrick Reed uh, Rory McElroy beef about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Jeff. Oh my goodness! All right, so <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I'll just ask Cameron during the show because I don't feel like researching this thing. So you're aware of the Live Golf versus right. the PGA Tour oh, yeah. thing? All right. Yeah, so yeah. Patrick Reed, who's on a different planet than anyone else, is suing uh, Brandel Shambly, former UT golfer, the Golf Channel, from Irving MacArthur. For defamation, for all kinds of stuff, accusing him of cheating, which he's done multiple times. I seem to remember that, yeah. And he's also, in this lawsuit, he's changed up about three different times, includes Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy. So, allegedly, on Christmas Eve, Roy McIlroy, getting ready for Christmas with his family, gets subpoenaed by Patrick Reed. And then Justin Thomas, who just got married last week, was subpoenaed two days before his wedding. So, this week, there's a DP World Tour event, and Patrick Reed is playing, and so isn't Roy McIlroy. Patrick Reed, on the range, goes up to Roy McIlroy and his caddy named Harry, goes for the handshake. Roy stips him, doesn't want to speak to him, yada, yada, yada. So Patrick right. Reed turns around, takes a tee out of his pocket, and throws it at Roy McIlroy. Patrick Reed, a grown human being, threw a tee at Roy McIlroy because he didn't want to shake his hand, which I think Roy is okay not shaking his hand because he just got subpoenaed by him on yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah, why would he want to shake his hand? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So. Okay, so that makes sense because I saw the clip where a reporter asked Rory during the press conference if he was ready to make amends, and he didn't answer the question. He just looked at the guy like, "Dude, are you insane? No, I'm not going to do that." It wasn't a the question wasn't asked in a great way either. But right. Rory's response was great. Do you see what Patrick Reed said? No. Patrick Reed called Roy McIlroy an immature little child that same day okay. after he threw a golf tee. At yes. Him. Lovely. Well, there you go. Sounds go. like Patrick Reed needs a punch in the face. Yeah. And I might have just found my way into that lawsuit by saying that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you better watch out. Yeah, watch your mouth. Hey, uh, CB says, is your colleague Chip Brown a, a voter on these uh, Razzie Awards? I have no idea. I know Chip has a Heisman vote. Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> If he is, that's news to me. Okay. CB claims that Chip and I have worked together for uh, almost – over five years now, and that topic has never once come up. So <laughs> I'll ask him, though. Yeah, it's worth asking him now. Him. All right, we need to get caught up here. So we'll do that when we continue to light the tower on the horn. 1049 1019 AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com. Does Jeff Howe know what this is? The open of this one, if he just hears that. You know what this is? Do you still not know? No. Great song off a great album by a great band. Here's a hint. It's the band on my music survey that I said is underrated. Do you recognize it now? No. Really? But they just said it was overrated or underrated? Underrated. That'd be ELO, right? It would be. That's the great Jeff Lynn. 
Electric Flight Orchestra, 1974, with telephone line. Okay. So, was that was I right on the year on that? Did you say it? I can double-check for you. Yeah, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Dude, I do recognize this song now. You know where I know it from? What do you think? This is the song in Billy Madison when uh, Steve Buscemi puts the lipstick on and then lays down on the couch. He's <laughs> just like my kids, you know. That would be like a great classic rock song. Oh, yeah, I recognized it from fill-in-the-blank movie. Obscure Adam Sandler comedy, uh, 1976. Okay, 76. There you go. Uh, nothing obscure about Billy Madison, sir. And nothing obscure about Electric Light Orchestra. The great Jeff Lynn and ELO. As Burn Orange Yeti says, ELO. Absolutely. All right. Uh, it is time for our uh, Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Uh, just a quickie here. Uh, offer still going out to recruits to the area, guys that are in that 2024 class. Uh, also, uh, guys in the 2023 class that are getting opportunities. I know you'll like this one, Craig, because I know you saw this young man play. Ivy Webb yeah. might have been the best defensive player in the area this year. I know Colton Vosick and uh, there were some other guys that had really good years, but Ivy Webb and Anderson had an awesome year. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity. And I don't know if this is an offer or a preferred walk-on spot, but uh, he tweeted that he's got an opportunity to head to Texas State and play for G.J. Kinney. Nice. So, don't know if he's going to take that, but... Ivy Webb starting to get noticed. That's awesome because, uh, you know, I didn't see a ton of high school games this year, but I watched the uh, Taco Shack Bowl on TV. Mm-hmm. It seemed like every play he was around the football and yep. put up insane numbers this year. So congratulations to him. Uh, Blake Frazier at Vandegrift from the 2024 class just picked up an offer from USC. So that's another big notch in his belt. Also recently got the offer from Texas. And then Will Hammond at Hutto committed to Texas Tech but recently picked up an offer from the University of Houston. All right, there we go. Which now you can call a U of H offer, a Power 5 offer, as they get ready to head into the Big 12. I'm sure they're doing that. Uh, yeah. Right? You see, after the first of the year, they, the, the, when the U of H coaches are on the road, they've got the Big 12 logo on all their gear. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as an aside to that, the, um, the, the fact that uh, U of H is going into the Big 12 along with BYU and uh, Central Florida and Cincinnati, there, uh, there's rumor that the 2023 Big 12 Conference football schedule could could be released tomorrow. Now I'm not going to hold my breath. I was I was told about a week ago by the end of next week. Well, the end of next week's tomorrow, <laughs> and I do know they are required to have it out by February 1st. So, you know, maybe... So that's next Wednesday. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a Tuesday night news dump or something, you know. Maybe it'll be just, you know, at, at 8.45 on Tuesday night or something. I, I, or maybe 8.45 tomorrow evening, yeah. Friday, weekend news dump. Oh, it, that would be the most Big 12 thing ever would be to do a Friday, Friday news dump. Sure. For the schedule release. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully we'll find out. I've had... I can't... I know you have as well. Can't tell you how many people I've had ask me when is the, when's the Big Twelve football schedule coming out? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, so, but I did hear that. Uh, I heard two or three people tell me that that it was 
uh, probably going to happen uh, by the end of this week as well. So, anyway. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll have our uh, Longhorn Notebook. Since we were talking about the Longhorns, we'll have our Longhorn Notebook uh, catching us up as we continue to light the tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the tower with Craig Webb and Jeff Howe. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Rain, Jeff Howe. Our producer, Cam Parker, alongside as well. It's good day. I just found out it's Bob Euchre's 89th birthday. How about that? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Harry Doyle. Just a bit outside. Uh, he was he was really, really good. Bob Bob Euchre was great in his day. He loved to watch him on ABC. Both Monday Night Baseball and Mr. Belvedere. He was in Mr. Belvedere, lest you forget that. As well. All right, uh, it's time now for our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. See if she can do for you what she did for Lyndon and me, and that was to help get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is the person who can make that 10 day or less home loan approval guarantee. Check her out at Bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K. That's Bowersockteam.com. We'll get to football, but, Craig, we, we have a preseason Big 12 baseball poll out. Yeah. Would you like to know how that thing shook out? Sure. First off, the Longhorns are ranked fourth okay. in the 2023 Big 12 Conference baseball preseason poll. I, I didn't think they'd be picked to win it or even finish second. No first-place votes for the Bevos. Yeah, I didn't think it would be since they didn't they didn't even come up ranked in the D1 ranking, so I right. thought they're probably third, maybe fourth. So that makes sense. So let uh, me guess, is TCU number one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the nine coaches in the league vote on this thing. TCU first, they had five first-place votes. Oklahoma State second, four first-place votes. Followed by Texas Tech, Texas, Oklahoma. Which, by the way, Sooners were in the National Championship Series last yes, year. Yes, they were. Skip Johnson's got a lot to replace. West Virginia, K-State, Kansas, and Baylor round out your Big 12 preseason poll on the diamond. Mitch Thompson trying to build it and turn it around in Waco there. the the uh, New regime at Kansas, too, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, all of that will be happening down the road so, surprised and different any any thoughts one way or the other not Craig? surprised by any of that any of that I, it, once i saw the poll that texas wasn't ranked in which i said i was i was mildly surprised at that i really was uh when i was on um uh sirius xm radio when it was on the the that national interview with uh with ari temkin and also with uh fran Fraschilla. we talked a lot of basketball but they also asked me what i thought about that Mm-hmm. about Longhorn Baseball not being ranked in the preseason poll. I said, hey, I said, friend, you were a fan of of uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. You remember when he was in WWE and if he heard something or saw something that really kind of – he they turned that one eyebrow mm-hmm. way up like that. Yeah. That was me when I saw that they didn't <laughs> – that, that Texas wasn't ranked in the preseason poll. That eyebrow went up like that. But since then, okay. So we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, alumni game February 4th, by the way, coming up not, not, yes, in the not too distant future. Uh, go to football. We haven't talked about this yet. We have a date for the spring game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be April 15th. What are you, how are you going to work that day, Craig? Got a base, there's a baseball game in Waco yep. that day mm-hmm. in the spring game. Mm-hmm. 
I'll be here for the spring game. Spring game takes I'll do priority. The, uh, I'm going to do the Friday night game in Waco. Our good friend Tom Barfield, who is uh, comfortably ensconced in the Super Syntax region there and his good domicile dude. in Robinson, Texas, will step in to work. Keith Moreland will work that series that weekend. And uh, Tom will step in on Saturday, and then I'll go back and do the Sunday game. Uh, my wife Roger and I, and I will be here for the spring game. My wife and I enjoyed the company of uh, Tom Barfield and his lovely wife at uh, the table at your wedding. Yeah. Tom Barfield and his wife, John Medani and his wife. And you both got out of it without uh, nobody got COVID at that table. Nope. It was a, ro- it was a Rona-free table that night. That was good. All Fun was had by all. Uh, so let's go. Craig, actually, you're going to be a part of this notebook. We are talking about recruiting, but uh, this is a young man that I know you're familiar with. Uh, who uh, my man Hudson Standish at Hornets 24-7 mm-hmm. is a big fan of. Terry Bussey yeah. out of Timpson. He was Mr. Texas football this he year. Was, he was, and right. that was like the worst-kept secret. I mean, uh, I don't vote on that. That's Texas football. But I am occasionally canvassed. Well, I was even canvassed this year. Tepper sent me a deal and said, give me who would be a long list, your top ten. And I did, and Bussey was on that mm-hmm. list. I'm not saying I would not have voted for Bussy because he's he was certainly deserving. But I knew whether I voted or had a vote or not, Terry Bussey was going to beat Mr. Texas football. I, I'm just telling you, I could, I could tell it was going to happen that way no matter what. Yep. So uh, I'll read verbatim. Uh, Hudson posted these recruiting notes uh, late last night at Horns 24-7. A source told Horns 24-7 that Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian plans to make a trip east to Timpson today. To check uh, with Bussy and uh, Vosky Howard also at Timpson. So uh, Texas is very much interested in Terry Bussy right now. I think Sark was at one of the playoff games. I believe Timpson he was. was. Yeah, uh, Sark loves getting out to those playoff games. He 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 loves getting out to games. Period. Yeah. When we would do Longhorn Weekly, we would record the program on Wednesday, and it would air Thursday. The reason we recorded the program on Wednesday, and still do, is because he is determined to be at a high school game on Thursday night, be it in the area or across the state. And he canvasses the state. What he was Obviously, he was up at Denton Ryan at a game uh, this year. He's been over in the greater Houston area. He's been over in East Texas. He was down at Corpus. Uh, he's, he's been all over the place. So, yeah, uh, Sark likes getting out to the games. Uh, get over to Horns 24-7. Also, got the latest on Warren Roberson, the TCU commit, who's coming to Texas this weekend for a visit. Uh, still some residuals from Junior Day last weekend. And uh, the insider, uh, our insider this uh, this week, Chip Brown, actually profiles Cedric Baxter Jr., who's on campus right now. One of the, that's a massive list of early enrollees. And tomorrow, uh, when I'm flying solo, Craig, when you're out, I want to get into some of the roster management. The topic of talented depth is something we talked about on Longhorn Blitz. Running back, you've still got it. Not a ton of proven commodities, but you've got talent. Cedric Baxter is a part of that mix now. Uh, and Chip actually talked to his dad and some people around him, so really find out kind of what makes him such a special running back. Also, one more thing of note, today at 24-7 Sports, our final rankings update for the class of 2023 drops today. So will Arch Manning stay at number one? Uh, that's going to drop later this afternoon. Uh, I've seen the list. I can tell you Texas fans would pro- will probably feel pretty good about where this 2023 class finishes up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there there you go. Uh, you know how rankings work, Craig? All your commits are underranked, and all your rivals, commits, and signees are just way overrated. That's <laughs> the way it always works. Yeah. And so you're telling me that Chip Brown did a profile piece on Cedric Baxter. Mm-hmm. 
but you don't know if he has a vote on the Razzies. I don't know if he has a vote on the Razzies. We had a we had a conference call this week, uh, or, or we, had, we have you know kind of one a month where everybody gets on the on the horn together. That uh, that topic didn't come up, so okay. I didn't ask, I didn't ask Chip. I asked Chip how his Heisman ballot went, but I didn't ask him if he got a ballot for the Razzies. Okay, all right. Uh, on the Specs text line, somebody said when Sark goes to high school games during the sea, across the state, does he have to fly to save time or drives, considering it's five hours to Timpson. It's going to be more, more often than not, he'll, he'll take the plane. It'll, it'll depend on, it depends on where they're going. Like, I know he's driven over to Houston before. He's also flown to Houston, too. He so. has. He has. Same with the Metroplex. Yeah. I mean, if you're going it'll, to Timpson, you got to fly into Tyler. So. And a lot of that's going to depend on time of day, too, yep. depending on where you're flying into in those major metro areas and traffic, you might yep. be better off just leaving a little bit early and driving. Or if you want to yep. make some other school stops or whatever. Yeah. So the the answer is it's been uh, a mix. Somebody said, well, Tech fans travel to Austin. My wife and I are planning our yearly Texas football weekend. I'm just guessing that game will be in Austin. I mean, there's no guarantees with 14, right now. With 14, a 14-team league, yeah, there is no guarantee that, that that's going to be a return game. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Tony Caridi, play-by-play voice for the West Virginia Mountaineers, he and I were talking last Saturday in Morgantown. He says he's been told. The Texas will be going to Morgantown. Shocker. And that's what. Yeah. Well, and 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 West Virginia was here. Well, I've last got fall. I've got my mind right wrapped around that we're going to Morgantown, and when I say we, I mean the media folks. We're going to Morgantown, and we're going to Provo. Uh, Ames. Ames. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> it's if it if it's going on the rotation. Let's see how many times on we can cover this year. <laughs> I joked with somebody. I said it'll be Morgantown, Provo. Ames, Orlando, uh, Houston, and because uh, I heard the rumors like you had about Houston as well, and uh, in Cincinnati, that's uh, that that was that was the guess that I had off of that. The only road trip we know for sure, the only games away from DKR that we know for sure, going to Tuscaloosa in September, uh huh, going to Dallas at some point in October. That's right. That's all we know for sure. Right. That's now. all that's really really known. And by the way, thank you, uh, Cornwall Properties, for texting in on the Specs text line. Uh, Jet Jones of Round Rock, we're talking about rec- mm-hmm. recruits in 2023, 2024 guys adding offers. Uh, Jet Jones has picked up offers recently from UTSA and Texas State. Somebody else said at one time Chip did vote on the Raz. He's not sure that he still does. I, like I said, has, hasn't come up. Okay. So Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Back back in the day, and then and then our man CB says, "Why did Iowa State drop baseball?" Well, it's because they were in Waco when the Baylor baseball team had that cat incident, and they just were so traumatized by it that they dropped baseball. It happened around that same time, but that's not why they did not drop baseball because of the Baylor cat beaters. I just that's not why. Any, anytime I can reference the Baylor cat story, it's, yeah, it's I know, a win. I know, I know, I know. Uh, no, Google, yeah. throw it in the Google machine. Kids. No, no. The the short answer, CB. Believe it or not, this is the short answer. There were two things at work. Uh, they were trying to get compliant with Title IX and get uh, some of the program, and uh, it was a financial thing as well. Uh, I've got I've been fortunate in my 22 years of calling Longhorn baseball in in, in the lead chair of saying that I, I have a chance to work at all the Big 12 places that currently play it, but I did not have a chance to do the one at Iowa State. It was in a rotation. Uh, with both Keith Moreland and on a particular weekend when they were going to go up 
to Ames. It was the last year, I think, 99, that they had the program. Uh, it was Keith's turn on that particular road trip on the rotation. So he goes with Bill Schoening. They go up there, and the entire weekend series gets snowed out. So Brutal. they went over to Van Meter Iowa to the Bob Feller Museum. Kind of hung out there a little bit. What? Yeah. It's not, not a terrible way to spend a weekend. Hey, when, no. when's your alma mater going to bring baseball back? I don't know. A lot of people ask about that. They have the land. You can build a ballpark good. in North Texas. Yeah. You know, so, um, so yeah, you know. CB, remember that rain delay in Provo? If it were only rain, that was uh, quite the stormy. So if North, if North Texas brings back baseball, are you going to go hang out with Dunham and Miller and heckle people? Heckle, again, the, heckle, heckle the, the opposing thing? When that, that back in the days in the early eighties when North Texas had two point five scholarships to offer in baseball, what a beating that had to be! And playing out at Mack Park, uh, the uh, out on uh, McKinney Drive uh, out there near close to where I was living in a house with three other dudes out there, but we, uh, yeah, that's where they played their games in a, in a, a municipal park. And you had Oklahoma with Bobby Witt coming in. You had Oklahoma State with Pete Cavillia coming yeah. in, nationally ranked teams, and. Yeah, and North Texas is taking a beating about it. Jeez, that, that's a, I wonder why they dropped baseball. Yeah, somebody said, "Please tell the cat story." I'm not gonna no, tell no, no, can't no, do it. No. We're up against it anyway. Somebody <laughs> else had just read about the cat story. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. John in the Bay did that. Yeah, yeah. You can find Go out the Google machine and yeah. just you know enjoy that it's while sad. you're eating lunch. It, it it is sad. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. Uh, now we've dipped our toes right into the old uh, Yacht Rock spectrum there. Cameron's on top of it today. I do think this he's, one... He's, more, he's settling in. Yeah. I do think this particular selection, uh, you know, Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald, I think, because Michael McDonald is, he's really the captain of Yacht Rock. He, he, he truly is. There's others. Kenny Loggins is in there. There's there's other ones, but in uh, Christopher Cross, but Michael McDonald really is the he's the captain of Yacht Rock. You know, Cam- uh, Cameron. I think it was played at the wedding. I think yeah. this one was one of the ones played at the wedding. Cameron behind the glass right now. He's doing what Lee Elias said the '83 Cubs were going to do. He, he's found a groove, and now that he has, it's going to flow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, uh, just to uh, also to give um, CB uh, also. Uh, By the cut. way, kids, throw Lee Elia into the Google machine and there check out that one. It's a rant for the ages. Uh, an incident that was uh, that involved Keith Morley. Yes, by it the did. Way. It absolutely did. The um, it, it, as a postscript to Iowa State dropping baseball, two key pieces of the Longhorns' 2002 national championship team were guys who were what today would be classified as pre-portal, but they basically were able to do what what happens in the portal now. They were able to transfer without having to sit out because of the dropping of the program. And those were pitcher Alan Bomer and Joe Farron, the outfielder. Mm-hmm. And they were both key members because Bowman, uh, 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 Bomer was in, the, uh, uh, was in the rotation and was a key part of that uh, Longhorn baseball team that won the national title. And, and Farron was a starting outfielder. Uh, he was usually uh, starting in either right field or left field that year. And I saw Joe years later, he'd gone back 
up to Iowa State and was working for their athletic department. Came up to me oh, in a basketball nice. game. Yeah, it was good to see him uh, off of that. And Texter asks, why does Baylor have so many awful things associated with the school in town? The Cat incident, the Branch Davidian incident, the Patrick Dennehy situation, the, uh, uh, was it the, well, I forgot what restaurant it was, but they had the big biker riot deal. Um, yeah, I was doing the, the regular season finale, I think. Yeah, uh, I was there up there, in Waco. yeah. Yeah. And we were told, stay put. And they canceled the fireworks show because they didn't want it being, you know, accidentally, you know, uh, you know, grouped in with gunshots. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking that day, man, am I going to take 77 south and cut across at some point? Right. Just avoid 35? Or yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, here's, the, here's the answer. The short answer to that question is those things happen a while back. So, yeah. you know, live and let live. It's you been know, it's been a quiet. They've moved on to some. They've moved on to some bigger and better things. Yeah, they have a national championship in basketball. They, you know, they, uh, you know, been in. Uh, they were in BCS bowls. I mean, they, you know, they won a conference championship, a New Year's Six bowl. So in football. So so as uh, as we get ready to wrap up, somebody wanted to let us know that uh, Joe Farron is still living. In the Ames metro area. Oh, good. And we found out earlier, I mentioned staying with the Big 12, I mentioned Keith Langford. Uh, somebody mentioned Keith Langford lives in Austin now. How about that? So if you're listening, shout out to you, Keith Langford there you and go. Wayne Simeon, for your decades worth of contributions to KU basketball. Somebody thought that that, that biker thing happened at Tilted Kilt. No, it was Twin Peaks. Well, it's something different now. I forget what it is. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was. Uh, and the Luby's incident was in Colleen. That, that was, was Colleen. Waco. Yeah, exactly. Try not to indemnify the entire Super Syntex region. Yes, yeah, which uh, my hometown is a part of. So I don't actually I don't know what part of what geographical area Florence resides in because it's kind of Super Syntex, but it, uh, it can be considered Austin area. So I don't know. As the folks in Gerald would say, you sir are an outlier, and so too is your hometown of Florence, Texas, USA. Well, Gerald's just like that, you know, the rectum part of I Central quit. Texas that you all just right. want to avoid at all costs. You just used that word because you thought of I-35. That's why. You know. So, all right. Uh, I'll be out tomorrow traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Jeff will be here tomorrow. Stay tuned. Chad and say. MJ from Hearn, I'll get to your question tomorrow. Make sure you text in during the show. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, we'll, uh, We'll talk to you next time on Light the Tower.